You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham, and this is the Save the Marriage Podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage wherever you are in the process, even if you're at the beginning, and especially if you are at the point when your marriage is in trouble and you're trying to turn that tide, you're trying to get yourself out of that crisis, which really is the point of our podcast today. This episode is about survival, surviving, because, well, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to stay in the game. I have to admit, I have this kind of a weird preoccupation with survival. It's kind of an interesting thing that goes back a long way, but I've always been interested in how people survive different situations. And one of the books that I really enjoyed was written back in the 90s about survival. It's called Deep Survival by Lawrence Gonzalez. The last couple of weeks in the VIP virtual coaching program that I have, uh, in that membership program, I have each week a training that I do for the members. And the trainings usually are almost an hour long, somewhere between 40 minutes and an hour and pretty intensive. In the last couple of weeks, I actually went into the rules of survival and I covered a number of the rules. In fact, I covered all 12 of the rules that Gonzalez puts in his book. And I thought, you know, it might be a useful thing to think of the mindset of surviving as I go through that. I can't go through all of the training because that really is about two hours of content. Uh, And I try to do these podcasts in the amount of time it would take you to take a walk or do an exercise or something. So if you really uh, find this to be helpful, you probably will find the the virtual coaching program uh, really a boon to your process. It's something that I offer a free week to people when they're buying my Save the marriage system. And I just need to clarify, it's not for people who have bought, it's for when they buy. In fact, you are offered that. And that's the only time I offer that free week. You can always join. Uh, So if you're interested in that, contact me. But it is part of what I do throw in to uh, people who are stepping into the system so they have the best they can. I give them a whole free week. So anyway, back to my survival thing. Uh, Notice that there are a number of things in my life that have been around survival. Uh, I had an incident when I was in my uh, early 20s when I was attacked and uh, somebody was trying to uh, to kill me. And I came out of that having survived, obviously. And that's one of the things that I think about uh, because it wasn't because of mass skill that that, that happened, uh, but it did spur my thinking about that. But along the way, I've done other things. Uh, and Part of that, in my scuba training, one of the things that we always look at is how are you going to survive if something goes wrong? Now, interesting thing about scuba diving is it's a very simple process until it's not, you know, and then you need to know how to get out of dangerous situations. And so that's one of the places where we really go in depth on how do you deal with an accident? Because other than that, it's just a great dive. And so one of the things that I got interested in was reading the uh, different uh, stories about accidents. There is a whole 
uh, place where all of the scuba diving accidents are going gone through and analyzed for uh, what went wrong and what could have been done differently. And it's a great resource for scuba instructors because we can teach against what's likely to go wrong, what often goes wrong, because there are some recurring themes. And if you're if you're kind of curious, I'll tell you right off the bat. <laughs> It's usually user error. Uh, rarely is it an equipment failure. Uh, long ago, that used to be a problem. But because they kept doing these accident reports and kept looking at why things go wrong, the manufacturers figured out how to manufacture things to fail to the good, meaning that if your regulator, the, what you breathe in and out of, if it fails, it fails in constantly giving you air, uh, which wastes a lot of air, but at least means that you're getting air. And so we often are looking for the places where human error got in the way. And that's the curious thing about us humans. <laughs> Many of the times that we are in tough situations, we didn't know we were headed there. You know, just a walk in the woods suddenly becomes somebody lost for a long time. Just you know, a short climb ends up being a, a long time, uh, a, an attempt to get out. Yeah, you know, think about Aaron Ralston. I was listening to his story again recently, and if you don't remember Aaron, Aaron's the guy who went into uh, some of the canyon area, and his arm got stuck underneath a boulder, and he uh, had to self-rescue by cutting off his own arm. He went out for a walk. You know, he was out for a hike to enjoy the beauty. He wasn't out to get stuck, and generally, that's what happens. You know, most survivor situations start with people having a good time, which brings us to what happens in a marriage, of having the marriage survive, because that's really what we're focused on here is how's the marriage going to survive. But I want to get back uh, to what do you do as the survivor, because that's the mentality we're thinking about. Many people, when they get married, have no idea that at some point they might actually have to figure out how to rescue their relationship. Now, here is an interesting place where in the rules of, uh, of survival, one of the things you want to do is make a shift. And this is one of the rules that uh, is talked about uh, in Gonzalo's book as being the rescuer, not the victim. And that's an interesting mind shift that really applies to a marriage situation. You're the rescuer, not the victim. One of the things that I see is, is kind of a fundamental failure point for many people in the midst of a marriage crisis is that they get stuck in victim role. Why do I have to deal with this? Why is my spouse treating me this way? Why isn't the love that we used to have there? And they go into a victim mode. And the thing about a victim mode, whether it's true or not, victim mode often keeps us from action mode. Rescuers are in action mode. They're trying to figure out how to rescue the situation. And so one of the rules is to be the rescuer, not the victim, to look at the places where you can take action, not to be stuck. So part of what often happens in these situations is that the trouble comes on slowly. All the pieces have to line up. There is a theory that comes out of the study of big accidents uh, that says that it's kind of the Swiss cheese theory, that all the, the holes have to line up for it to happen. For instance, an airline accident. Rarely is it one single accident, but a cascade of incidents that finally all line up and get to the right place. 
In other words, it's not one small thing. Let's say an engine goes out. Well, most planes are designed to fly on less, one less engine. Or let's say that the hydraulics uh, fall apart. Well, there are uh, some resources to back that up. Or let's say the navigation is malfunctioning. There are backups for all of those situations, and there are ways around them, and there's training to deal with those. And so for an accident to happen, generally anywhere in life, whether it's a mountaineering accident or uh, an airline accident or anything else, scuba accidents included, the Swiss cheese approach means that all of the slices, you've got all these slices with holes in them, and it's when all of the holes suddenly line up that the accident happens. That applies also to a marriage crisis. It generally is not one thing that causes the crisis. Many times it looks like one thing. You know, it looks like it was this that caused the accident, whatever kind of accident it is. And it's true in a marriage. We look at the symptoms, but rarely is it that. Many times it is lots of little pieces that line up and finally create the perfect scenario for the crisis when finally someone says, that's it, I'm done, I don't want to be here anymore. Up until then, and, and many times people point to that moment missing the up until then, the failed connection points, the times when you didn't uh, attend to each other, the times when uh, other things were going on that seemed more important, that the priorities weren't there, uh, the places where you hit pause on your marriage, the places where the disconnection happened, the places where you missed speaking the love language of a spouse or hearing the love language of your spouse. And along the way, suddenly all of the places line up and the crisis comes. So the first thing we have to remember is that it's not just the one thing that we have to focus on, but all of the pieces as they coalesce together. Okay, so one of the rules I've already talked about is making sure that you're the rescuer, not the victim. Now, here's the thing about rescuing. Rescuers have resources. They make sure that they have the resources they need in order to do the rescuing. So you want to make sure you have the resources at your fingertips and your knowledge base. The worst thing that could happen if somebody is lost in the woods is somebody who has no knowledge of those woods or no knowledge of being an outdoorsman or outdoors woman to go and look for them. You know, what if you sent everybody who had no idea how to uh, deal with anything in the woods out to look for somebody in the woods? That would be tragedy upon tragedy. So the people who go out have some skills and some training and some knowledge and they take the skills with them, and they take the tools with them, and they make sure that they have the proper clothes and the resources they have. And that's true in your situation, too, with your marriage. You want to make sure that you have the knowledge base. And, and here's what I have realized. Many people enter a marriage kind of like they go on a hike. They don't really understand the dangers and the, the places that you could slip and fall. And so they walk into a marriage thinking, oh, we're in love. We've got this. Kind of like going, oh, it's a pretty day. I've got this. And off they go. And so part of what has happened is they haven't walked out with the right resources and knowledge bases and understandings. So no surprise when suddenly all of the holes line up. There happen to be lots of holes already lined up. The Swiss cheese is already lining up before it even gets started because the first hole in the process is 
they're not sure how to do it. They're not sure how to be married. If you don't know how to be married, it's tough when you get married. If you've assumed that it'll all kind of fall into place, you've missed an important piece. So the rescuer is the person who then equips themselves, even if it's trying to equip yourself as you're going. That's an important part to make sure you have the knowledge base, the understandings. You know how to connect. You know, know how to do the repair. You know what went wrong so that you can uh, rectify that. So being the rescuer means that you've prepared to do the rescue. And one of the things I think is very important as you set out to rescue your relationship is a belief in su- success. Know that you will succeed. Now, I want to be very clear in what that means. I'm very clear, having done this now for coming up on three decades, that not every marriage is going to be saved. It's not possible. Marriage is very much like a democracy. It takes a a unanimous vote to stay in. So if you've got two people, the unanimous vote is two people voting to stay in. One person can vote out and end it. One person in, one person out, it's still going to end. And so part of what we understand is survival in this place is going, I will be okay. Recognizing that you as an individual will be okay whatever happens to the marriage. Now, what do you want most of all is to rescue the relationship and be a part of that. But believe that you will be okay at the end of this. And that's an important place to go because part of what is required in any rescue situation is to be able to identify where you are, to accept the the place where you are right now. And so one of the things Gonzalez talks about is being able to surrender, to let go of the outcome. And here's the interesting place where that flips, to surrender and let go of the outcome, which I've talked about for so long that we have to release the outcome and work on the process. The outcome you want is a successful marriage. You have no control over that because of the vote of a spouse. But you do have control over your process of working towards that. So you surrender the outcome while you do something else that Gonzalez talks about, which is to commit to do what is necessary, to do what you have to do, to be willing to push through even when it gets tough. This is where I talk about courageous action. Now, courage, I love that word. It's so different than competence. Competence means that you have a skill set. Courage means you're willing to take action. And what we're often waiting for is courage to come because we get competent in something. And the reality is we get competent in something because we take the courage in action. We, we figure out something to do and we actually take action. Competency doesn't come just from thinking or reading or studying. Competency comes from taking action, which is based in courage. Courage is any action you take where you don't know the outcome. And you've been taking courageous action in your relationship probably from the beginning. I mean, do you remember the first time where you reached out for maybe the hand of the other person or reached for a kiss or said, I love you, not knowing what they were going to say back or even, you know, not sure about all of those other choices through life? That's courageous action. When somebody turns to somebody else and says, I love you the first time. There's courage in that because you don't know if the other person's going to go, I don't feel that way or just thank you or it's nice for you to say that because what you want to hear is I love you too. And we fast forward along the way and what happens for many couples is they kind of stop taking courageous action. They get safe. 
They don't reach towards each other anymore. And so courageous action in saving your marriage is stepping back into that courageous spot of stepping back into the place that can be scary, of finding a place where you can step back towards each other. That changes the course of things. That's where you step towards something important. So in this process, part of what you're trying to do is to have a survivor's mentality that you're going to push through this. A survivor's mentality that includes the fact that even if you don't know exactly what to do now, you equip yourself. You decide that you're going to be the rescuer of the situation, that you're going to step into that with those courageous actions and believe that you will succeed, and more than that, that you will be okay. Over these many years, I've watched people who have worked to save their marriage, and many, many, many succeed, and some don't. And on the other side, both survive and both have learned lessons. The danger is when we decide not to learn a lesson, not to push forward, to give up, to be the victim of the situation. So be the rescuer, not the victim, and believe that you will more than just succeed. You'll be okay, that you will be okay, you will survive And in the process of that, you have to surrender the outcome. That's another one of the rules, to surrender the outcome, knowing that you don't have full control over that, but that you commit yourself to doing what is necessary to get there, to be willing to push through and take those courageous actions. Now, write those down somewhere, those rules. There are 12 in total, but I've just given you several of them. Be the rescuer, not the victim. Keep reminding yourself that you're the rescuer here. You don't have to be the victim. Believe you will succeed surrender, let go of the outcome, do what is necessary. And then just one more to throw in, never give up. The process can continue as long as you're willing to step forward one more step. Survival story after survival story is told about people who say, you know what, I'm, I'm really in a bad situation and I'm going to take one more step and I'm going to take one more step. Aaron Ralston's was the same thing. Day passed, a day passed, a day passed. On the fifth day after having his pen hand there for that long, and he realized nobody was coming to rescue him, he realized that he had to rescue himself. He had to take those courageous actions, the scary things to do, the scarier things than I, I can imagine in my life. But he did what was necessary. And as he took one more step and one more step and one more step towards where he needed to get to, All he could do was take the next step to never give up. That's a pretty good mindset. Never give up. In fact, never give up almost takes all of those into account. You never give up as you're learning more and more about what you could do and how you can do that. And you never give up when you believe you will succeed. And you never give up even though you know you don't have ultimate control of the outcome. You never give up means that you're doing what is necessary. If you're kind of stuck at this point, if you realize that you want to be the rescuer, but you don't have the equipment, that's what the Save the Marriage system is. That's what it's designed for. It's to give you the tools to figure out how to keep moving forward, to understand the process, to understand what went wrong and how to get back to what's right, to how to get back to where you want to be in the relationship. Your task is to bring the relationship back to safety. You will be safe. You will be okay. So the task is how you rescue that relationship, how you find the skills, how you find the understanding to do that. 
So part of what I do in my Save the Marriage system is walk you through an understanding of what went wrong and how to turn that around. And in the process, I will offer you that free week of VIP. Grab it. It's a free week, and you can even check out the trainings on how you survive. Those two trainings can give you all the tools, all the rules you need. But then you go through some other tools. I even have a fill-in-the-blank plan to save your marriage. And I have a lot of training on how you do uh, the apology letter that I recommend and how you work through uh, connecting with a spouse without chasing them away and understanding the need for space and understanding how to up your game, to change yourself, to raise your standards, and to make more powerful boundaries so you can protect yourself and your relationship. All of that is part of the program. On top of that, I also give you a get started session with one of my coaches. There's no obligation to that. We just want to make sure that you're getting started as best you can. You just claim that on your download page. If that's of interest to you, I'd love it if you check it out by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And this is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.